check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Welcome to the High and Inside Podcast, Episode 2. I am your host, DJ Looch, and joining me are my co-hosts, Alex Long and Jacob. I'll turn to you, Jacob, first. How are you doing today, buddy? Feeling pretty fucking good, buddy. How are you feeling? Uh, you know, the Looch Farm steak slapped. The, the beer's been good. Uh, the NBA's been crazy. But quickly, Al, how are you, how you doing today, buddy? I'm feeling great, and unfortunately for any of you podcast listeners out there, I am back. So here we go. We're off to another podcast. You couldn't, you couldn't keep him away. He's back and better than ever. Beers are flowing, yep. as will the words. Yeah, so if you're a new listener to the podcast, uh, this is our second episode. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, uh, but basically we're just recording us debating normal topics and i mean there's no real agenda there's no real talk like we really don't have any segments or anything we're just kind of free balling it and debating each other uh things may get heated uh this is an explicit con uh podcast we should get that out of the way early uh don't let your kids listen to this i mean they would be very educated i will say at, that. at the very <laughs> least pg-13 it's yeah, if, if you if you live a kind of wild lifestyle, your kid's a little bit on the outside. Yeah, let them listen to this. We'll, it, it might sharpen up the skills somehow. <laughs> but or better yet, if you have bad I parents that letting you listen to this, <laughs> <laughs> keep listening. You're gonna learn so much. Uh, but first, we got to give a shout out to Alex himself. Alex went six and one betting UFC. I mean unbelievable hit multiple underdogs hit a parlay i mean this last ufc card was insane but al's performance was insane on top of an insane card i mean it was just too much insanity but al what do you got to say buddy well with the help of jt of course i i obviously yeah. have all of I like i got fucking shorted <laughs> i'm not gonna lie so we're like a goddamn <laughs> log. but what he's referring to is i i did tweet out some my personal picks on the high and inside twitter page they ended up going six and one. I also, what started that was the uh, McKinney fight. That was a quick one, two punch knockout, seven seconds. And I just quickly stated that I liked the idea. I, I liked McKinney in the matchup a little bit. I looked at very few things, records, stat or uh, arm reach, you know, stuff like that. Previous opponents, just a little bit. And I said, if I were going to make a pick, I'm picking McKinney. And JT's response was, okay, how much are we betting? And he was very adamant that we were betting money. And so I ended up betting money on him, comes out, slaps him in seven seconds. And it just seemed like the night was going to be a good one from there. 
So I decided to send a big shot, send out my picks so that people could roast me when I had a terrible day. But I had a hell of a fucking card, ended up going six and one to the ones that I tweeted out to you guys or anyone that followed, seven and one overall. Like DJ said, we had a parlay in there. And then at the end of the night, we wrapped it all up by sending the house on Adesanya, who did not disappoint. Brought it home. We all made money. Everyone's happy. So let's fucking go. There's an important lesson in there where if you tell me any bet, I'll just bet on it. Like, <laughs> because I have so little faith in my knowledge and I have definitely more faith in yours. So if you just tell me a bet, I'm like, yeah, for sure, dude, let's fucking ride. So yeah, it makes it a lot of fun, especially when we win like that. But yeah, no, it was, I'm not gonna lie. It was an up and down night for me. I made some errant bets there just fucking on a whim. And those got you where they typically got you. And I went down, but then I came all the way back. I think I won like 20 bucks at the end. So you know what? I've almost paid for half the pay-per-view. So let's go. Big dubs. Big dubs all around. I had a I had a very solid night with mine. Unfortunately, I had some personal expenses come up, so the money is all mute to me. <laughs> Couldn't even tell you how much I brought in at this point. So you should have bet more. I should have bet more <laughs> is the answer. I should have I should have bet more is the only answer. <laughs> But to break into the UFC card, I guess we can first recap. I guess we already have done a lot. We had the Nate Diaz scratch. It's, it's pretty much, we called it pretty well on the podcast, not to pat ourselves on the back, but I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit, me and JT. We, we called it really well. Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz had a fucking hell of a fight. Leon Edwards came out with a decision win. You know, he outclassed Nate Diaz, was the better fighter for i mean what most of five rounds until the last minute nate diaz like we said he will not get knocked out he will not go away and he always has a puncher's chance he landed a beautiful left bambi legged the fuck out of leon and we had it was just a minute of fucking craziness it was wild probably the most exciting minute of the entire card just watching nate diaz chase him around try to finish that fight because he knew he knew that was his only chance to finish it. There's nobody better at getting beat the shit out of than Nate Diaz. Like, <laughs> like that dude so can well. take damage and act like it's fucking nothing like nobody else. Oh, like, dude, he was talking shit throughout the entire Yeah, he was, getting, he was getting his ass beat. Yeah, he was getting the brakes beat off him and just fucking talking shit. And that's why he, that's why he talks like that, too. Yep, so, like, yep. it's, it's, fine. it's, yeah, no, it's all connected. But, yeah, no, that was probably the best fight. Like, he's just... Nate's a fucking zombie, man. Yeah. Like, no. he, he can walk through anything and then... Yep, just took a one-two. Then Leon was just con- doing the concussion shuffle. Hell it of was a fight, hell of a war. And then the main or co-main event didn't disappoint either. That was awful. I mean, it wasn't the five-round brawl and absolute slaughter fest that it was the first time they fought. But Moreno came out and just the fire and passion and, you know – he won. He Moreno came out and won the championship for the first time ever. He's a young guy, and boy, he had all the emotions, and it was super cool to watch. He ended up choking out Devison Figueredo with a uh, rear naked choke, mm-hmm. and he that was after he outstruck him in the first round. He, yeah. he beat the brakes off him striking in the first round. Figueredo tried to go to the wrestling and the jujitsu after that, and Moreno wrapped him up and choked him out. And I mean, 
all, all class figure, right? All like he was, he was all class after the fight. He was lifting up Moreno. He was hyping him up as much as anyone. Kind of got you after you asked me like that, though. Yeah, like, <laughs> valid, <laughs> valid, valid point. But it was, it was like, it was a super, it was just super cool to watch Moreno win it like that. It was super cool to watch the, the sportsmanship and all. It was, it was a super cool fight. Super, super good vibes with that one. Yeah, like when I look back on it, like at first I was like, man, Moreno's rushing here early. Like he was pressing super hard. But, like, now, like, it's, like, no, nah, he just overwhelmed him. Like, yeah. he just really just beat his ass for about two rounds and then choked him out. Yeah, like, he straight up. It was, like, he beat, he beat the brakes off. Like, him. he just had more pressure, more energy for the first round in striking. And then, like, once he realized he could kind of manhandle him on the ground, he was, like, all right, yeah, I'm, I'm going to choke you out. Like, yeah. it's over. He's straight up the better fighter from start to finish. Yeah. It's almost, it feels a lot like uh, Rose versus, uh, what's it called? Zhang um, Weili. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I don't know, it's just like was, it was just a like similar feel for sure. Yeah. But uh, and yeah, both vibes like throughout, like from the end too. Like yeah. Rose definitely gave me like oh, goosebumps yeah. and butterflies. He, oh, afterwards. Yeah. he did. That's no, I know why I said that because he fucking he was doing the I'm the best. He was saying that in, in Spanish. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, the that's, cool as, that, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool as shit. That's cool as shit. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So yeah, yeah I ripped a bowl before, so it's <laughs> a little bit cloudy working for this, but. <laughs> Goosebumps for sure. And then that takes us to the Israel Adesanya fight versus Marvin Vittori. It is what Marvin Vittori is who we thought he was. Yeah. He's a level below Adesanya. Adesanya outclassed him. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to finish him. He, Vittori has quite the chin on him. He, he actually he, has no chin. Yeah, he has no chin. <laughs> but that, that helps to have a chin in the UFC. Yeah. So he ended up going five rounds, won every single round. 50-45, it was, I mean, it's exactly what we said he was. It's just there are levels to this shit. And Adesanya, we, we said he would not come back with a dud. And he didn't come back with a dud. He just, there was, he was, he was in danger once. He got that rear naked choke, and I definitely held my breath for a second. I held my breath the first time he took him down. Until I, I, got I looked away. Feet. I look away when he had the, the, the rear naked choke. Dude, I, I, I just looked away and I was like, you got these fucking Dude, I panicked. Me. Oh my like, God, my life flashed before my eyes. I didn't know what, like, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had no, I was like, oh dude, it can't, it can't end like this. This yeah. can't happen. And just like, luckily it was, it, it, I don't know. It seemed deep. It seemed fucking deep. It was a weak body triangle. It's what let it go. But it was, it seemed deep. And Adesanya just turned into it, flipped over on top of him, immediately got to mount, grabbed him by the throat just to show him who's fucking daddy. <laughs> and from there, the rest of the fight went exactly like it should, you know. He took him down a couple times. Adesanya immediately got back to his feet. Yep. He and they don't strike him every time he's on his feet. Vittori would try to hold him against the fence. He'd try to take him down. He'd try to hold him there. Would do no damage at any point in time. And that... It, that just happened for five rounds. It wasn't the most exciting fight. It's not supposed to be. Well, yeah, I mean, Vittori, like like we said, Vittori was just someone that we needed to get in the rearview mirror. He thought that he'd somehow won the first fight because some dumbass judge got a, some shitty judges. Yep. So now all of a sudden he has a storyline to think, oh, I'm, I'm out of sign his closest fight in his career, even though he was out of sign his second fight. Like, all right, so... Now we have that in the books. We have five rounds. It's it's five zero. What do you want to do? Like, dude, that narrative should be done. We're past that. So now, I guess the idea for Adesanya is Robert Whitaker again. 
And so we'll see how that goes. It was, I mean, Addy knocked his ass out the first time real quick. I don't know. Exciting-ish fight. Yeah. Like, it would be down for more of a brawl this time, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. I don't know. Whitaker hasn't really been too enthused with the matchup of Addy. Yeah, no, I'm and pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, Whitaker's going to put a lot of money on Addy before the fight. <laughs> but, and also, like, like, I love Whitaker to death. Like, he's one of my favorite fighters. He's so cool. But also, he's so boring in pre-fights. He wants nothing. He's so respectful. He's he's just a fighter. He just wants to go out I there fucking and punch hate when in the face. People, dude. Yeah, it he's sucks. such a good person, and it it's so sucks. boring. It's so boring. So he's not going to talk shit. There won't be much hype. I mean, there will be hype because they're both good fighters, but that's it. There won't be any shit talk. Addy will no. try, but Whitaker won't play. Whitaker's too fucking nice. He's too. He's funny in a nice and, way. And he got knocked the fuck out last time. So it's just like... Real quick, real easy. Yeah, There's not yeah. a lot you can say. Not a lot so, of legs stand on, but... In terms of fights this weekend, it's really... What is it? Chan Sung Jung versus... Um, it's Korean Zombie versus... Hold on, let me look it up real quick for you guys. It's, it's a real low card. They always do this after big cards, which we just had a stacked card. So now they'll just do a pretty weak fight night. And then for the Vittori versus Addy fight, um, if you see Addy ever get taken down near the fence, he's fine. He's, he's going to get up. Yeah, he'll get up for The sure. only time you have to have to worry about with Addy getting taken down is basically when he gets if taken he's down in the middle or anywhere yeah. where he's not right near the cage, which really just means with him because he's so goddamn squirmy that it's just waiting for him to get to the cage because he just squirms his ass over there yeah. and just like hips over and moves and shrimps over. That's kind of how Jan was able to defeat him. He was able to... The reason Jan was able to get to him was because Jan's striking was, like I said, better than expected. And he was able to... Addy wasn't able to beat him on the feet as well as he thought. So then he wasn't able to focus on takedown defense. Takedowns were easy, and Jan was able to get takedowns in the middle of the cage, which is something that Addy hasn't allowed to happen to anyone other than Jan. And although he didn't do a ton of damage while he kept him down there, he was able to keep him down there and get off enough damage that you can't, you can't deny that he won the round when you control him for that long and get off any damage at all. Well, and it's so, like when they do that wrestling shit, it's really not even like they're putting up a high score. It's they're keeping you at zero. Like, yeah, it's more like, yeah. like, like you're not, you're not scoring. It's like shit. defense beats offense type yep. of deal. Yep. So they're holding you there and and like you, your like bottom strikes count for like the third of their yeah. top strikes. So it's like you got to really do a lot of work or cut them up and show a lot of damage to get any kind of yeah, points from the bottom. For sure. And so and that takes a lot of technique and time. It's tough, and especially with the weight differential in that fight, where Jan was clearly, I mean, definitely the heavier fighter, and that's a, that's no and no way an excuse. That was Adesanya's own choice. Yeah, he decided to brag about not moving up weight. He thought he was better than physics. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> he, he, tried, he tried to brag about not going up in weight, like not adding up, adding physical weight to his frame and still doing the same thing he did. He showed up to the scale with pizza in hand. And he's done this before, and this this is all fine and dandy, and it works really cool when you're only striking. But this is the UFC, and wrestling and jiu-jitsu are involved, and it means a shit ton in those. So for you to, you can't just disrespect it like that. If he's going to ever make that eventual jump to lightweight, he needs to figure his shit out, and he needs to put on actual fucking weight. Because as a skinny fellow myself, I'm going to let him know that shit ain't going to work. 
it's, it just it doesn't work. Wrestling and jujitsu are a different game. When they get grab a hold of you, you just it, yeah. There's like, no there's like, no like, space to escape there, dude. You can't push them off of you. You can't create space. There, there's literally nothing you can do when someone like Jan Blockovich gets on top of you in the middle of the cage. There's there's like typically like in striking sports, people will jump rankings as they get better and shit. In wrestling, you don't jump a ranking when you like when you reach the top or win the Olympics or something like that. Like you never jump up a weight class or anything like that because weight is so fucking big because mm-hmm. it's all goddamn physics. Like that's all it is. And so he's really he's really disrespecting wrestling and and jujitsu. Not so much jujitsu. Jujitsu is not huge, but really, yeah, jujitsu like jiu-jitsu like there's, 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 huge there's this weight. little dude. His name's yeah. Mikey Bismecki, I think. And he beat like the dude looks like he's a Samoan, and Mikey's like looks like Zachary, like it looks like like a, like a hundred and thirty five pound dude, like just like a little dude. And he yeah. like he tapped him out, so like there. Yeah, jujitsu is actually I should stop saying that because jujitsu is not huge with weight, but wrestling, wrestling is, is he's really disrespecting wrestling, and that's why I was a little okay with it. That's why <laughs> I was like a little all right with it. I was like all right. Yeah, I, I like I told you, I told you when he was doing that, I didn't like it. Yeah, I was, I was very adamant. I didn't like that. I didn't think it would work well, and it sure shit didn't. And if God, boy, shit, I really hope if he does really want that John Jones fight in the future, that he doesn't, that he changes his ideologies on that. Because I'm telling you right now, he has no chance against John. If if yeah. that fight, I mean that fight's I John just might train forever and never fight again. You don't know. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> He just might train and then work with the Navy SEALs in the background <laughs> and then just fuck around. Like he get a really cool attack dog. Yeah, He's got that. Yeah, so. get like like have a few of those and then just like talk about fighting people forever. I don't know. We haven't seen him fight for a while. Yeah, it's He's true. talking about another year and I'm sad as fuck. Yeah. So anyway, this next fight, like I was saying, pretty low key. They do this after big cards, which so UFC Fight Night. It'll be free. Main event will be the Korean Zombie. First, Dan Ige, who's 15 and 3. <clears throat> so, Korean Zombie is exactly what his fucking nickname is. He's a Korean goddamn zombie. He's going to eat punches. He's going to walk you down. And it's, he makes for very, very exciting fights. So, Dan Ige on the other side is 15 and 3. Pretty talented kid. Like, it definitely, it's a fight to watch, especially with it being free. If you don't have other things to do, it, yeah. I'll definitely have it on. I'll be watching it, but I understand it's these are probably two unknown guys to most of you, so I don't blame you if you don't watch it. But I do think it will be an exciting fight. Main event is Alexi Olenek versus Sergi Spivak. That'll probably Alexi Olenek's like forty-two. Sergi Spivak is a twelve-and-two up-and-comer. They're both kind of wrestler cavemen looking like dudes. <laughs> it's gonna be a boring fight. But yeah, what should probably won't be a great fight. Won't be anything impressive. Under that is Marlon Vera versus Davy Grant. Marlon Vera is 16 and 7. One, yeah, Bantamweight matchup, both small guys. Marlon Vera's most impressive win is against Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's a really hyped fighter, but that's about all I know Marlon Vera for. Mm-hmm. Davy Grant, I've never heard of. None of the other fellows on this fucking card. I guess. The first card on the main event, Matt Brown versus Diego Lima. I've heard of both of them, but they're both, neither of them will ever be champions. So, like I said, not a whole lot here. 
betting wise, I can't really give you much. I there might be some tweets from Hyde inside. Yeah, we don't, yeah. Like we might tweet something out. Yeah. Depending on how Saturday night unfolds. Yeah. yeah. Like if we yeah. have a good day at the Meadows, I mean. Yeah, we'll see. Stay all tuned. bets are off. Stay, stay, stay we might tuned. Be yeah. Stay tuned to Hyde in. inside because I, I could bad. break it down more and find some extreme value. But as of right now, I don't have a fucking clue who most of these guys are. But the main event should be a relatively exciting fight. Other than that, there's not much to talk about here. So let's break down. Wait. One thing, one thing, yeah, I got to talk about the Adesanya fight from my perspective, knowing nothing about fighting at all, really. I mean, I have this double, double punch kick, which is very aggressive, but yeah, but unblockable, yeah, unblockable. But other than that, I have, I know nothing about fighting. I had a thousand bones. I had a thousand dollars on Adesanya. And so that, that, that fight was 25 minutes, right? And there was 30 seconds of that fight where I was just scared shitless, man. He had him in the rear naked choke, and I was freaking out. And in the first round, I text Jacob. And I was like, dude, I don't like this wrestling. And Jacob's like, you're fine, you're fine, you're good. He's calming me down. And then the fucking next round, Addy almost gets rear naked choke. I'm like, I'm just freaking out, man. And I was going to block your number. The, 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 <laughs> the, the, like, the flip, like – how sad I was or like how worried I was when Addy was about to get choked out to then Addy getting out of it and how happy I was. And the fact that like Addy dominated 24 minutes, 24 and 30 seconds of that fight. And that 30 seconds was the scariest 30 seconds of my life, but a hundred or a thousand some bones to win. I think 444, 40 some. So it was a good payday. I trusted the boys. Um, I bet a shitload on Adesanya before, but that was hands down my biggest bet. Uh, but yeah, no. He said the risk didn't matter. It was yep. all coming back. Yep. And it came back. So it was, it was, yeah, it was intense. It was fun. Um, I just quickly though, the guy said during the fight that Adesanya is like one of the most advanced strikers. And he said this and like not even fucking two seconds later, Adesanya does this double punch and then fucking chops the leg of this dude. And this dude's legs already fucked. If you didn't watch the fight, the dude, Addy fucks dude's legs up. Um, but like, do you guys think Addy's like the most advanced, the most technical like striker ever, ever to fight? Like, I guess it's tough, but like the way he does his like combinations of like punch, it's, punch, it's, kick, it's, kick, it's punch. tough because there's an active kick. kickboxer who has knocked him out. And so like, to, like, so it's like, God. so like there's so, an active fighter who has. Do you mean, I guess was your question in the UFC? In the UFC? Or? I, I guess, I don't know who's, the, the, I'm just going with what off the announcer said, which is like Addy's the most advanced and like most, like his combinations are so, like you've never seen yeah. it before. Like so dudes I, do what he does. So in that terms, then I'm of I'm striking. Saying, I'm saying I'm saying the announcers are talking in terms of UFC for the most part. So things they've ever seen, like yeah. seen in the UFC. Yep. But yeah, JT's point is fair. And to JT's point, the fella who has knocked him out, he knocked him out once and beat him another time, both in kickboxing. But he is. And you, or I don't not, know his record either. I, I have no idea his record. I know his name. That's about it. I'm not going to give it to y'all because fuck that guy. I'm not giving him any hype. But he is fighting in mixed martial arts. And so there is potential fight in the future there, which would be super, super hyped for obvious reasons. But yeah, in terms of the UFC, it's hard to say because striking styles are so different. Like, Anderson Silva was an incredible striker. Like, you, then you got your more basic, like, boxing-style strikers. 
Whereas Adesanya, McGregor is a fucking incredible, and his is almost like karate style striking. Yeah, Wonderboy is a hell of a striker. Max Holloway lands more strikes than fucking yeah. anybody. So like, what are yeah, you really, yeah, what, are we, what are we really gauging? Yeah, if you're looking for a fucking brawl, like Max Holloway's a fucking guy. Yeah, like Dustin Poirier striking, pretty fucking underrated, bro. Like people don't want to talk about it. That, that dude, 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 dude outbanked fucking yeah, Justin he, Gaethje. So like he outbanked Justin Gaethje, and quite frankly, he just outstruck Conor McGregor. Yep. We don't want to talk about it. He outstruck Conor McGregor, one of the best. Like and McGregor is one of the best strikers in the world. But as you guys know, my bias is on Adesanya. I do think he's the most impressive striker. I guess you could say. I think his complexity. You can always see him thinking and setting up. It's like he's playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers type of deal. Yep. Like he's always fainting and setting something else up. And though what he's setting up might not always be landing, like it's a, it's just a piece of art to watch him strike, in my opinion. He hasn't got caught and he should have so many times. Yeah. Like, like, like. He fights with fire so much. Like he, he fights hands down. He, he fucking fights. He, he just leans away. He, fucking people miss him by the hair on my nuts like it's such a small distance and he does it so many times a fight so consistently and it's like that, that I he think, just has the ultimate confidence in his, in his ability to get out of I it i think he's the best like deep i don't know like not technically defensive but like oh, because because punches. like with wonder boy he doesn't exchange really he stays at a distance and kind of chops you down. But he's not really like a type of like he's not getting into dodge. the fire. Yeah, he's not getting into the fire. Because like, like Eddie gets in the pocket, Eddie will get in the pocket with you. Like he'll fight in the pocket. Like, well, that's he was, how he, he was damn near hip to hip with fucking Whitaker when he like when he knocked yeah. him out one of the times. Like he and like he, he doesn't he, use his distance really that well. Like he could use it better. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah, he yeah. uses his distance well. He could use his distance better because he's extremely. If he was trying to like Floyd Mayweather, yeah, but he's trying to knock motherfuckers out. He's got to use. He's got to come in close like that. For sure, for sure. But but even in terms of like like we talked about the front kick, he never uses the front kick, and it's such a weapon for him. And it it could be such a weapon to keep them away from you. But like he just likes to fight in the pocket so much. He loves those counter hooks. He loves to get in the pocket, let you throw something, dip out of the way while his bot, his legs and body are still in distance. So he can swing back and catch you with those counter hooks, and it's just like that's like that's, that's every, how he got that's every that's every striker that hasn't got knocked out. That's valid. That's valid. That that hasn't got knocked out in a while. They start doing stupid shit. Like he's valid. Like the same way, like Anderson Silva was trying that when he got knocked out by Waterman. <laughs> <laughs> and like and like that's what fucks up those dudes who sway. It was mm-hmm. what what Weidman threw was yeah. he threw a he threw a punch, then he came back and hit him on the other side. Yeah, so it, it, it like threw off it threw off his sway. So he swayed in the fucking other hand coming, and it just knocked him, clipped him out. And it was just ended still really cool weird after that. Like, when Addy does it all the time, like, I just see it happening, and it's really scary. I don't look forward to that time. But when he makes a miss, it's so clean. It's so pretty. Yep. He'll make a miss more than a good cop. Yep. Yep. And for right now, for the most part, it's working. And actually, that part's working all the time. It's just wrestling. It's not that didn't work. But anyway, but we we got to talk about a guy who we all have bias towards. I don't think any of us like him, but Kevin Durant put on a show the other night. I mean, a, a clinic, a performance. I mean, his back might still be hurting from carrying that fucking Nets team to a dub. So if you guys don't know, Harden's out, Irvin's out, and they got beat, and everyone's just shitting on Durant, like because Durant played terrible. Like Tucker shut out, basically shut him, not shut him out, but just 
clamped him. And Tucker's 90 billion years old. Like, and it, it's unbelievable. And so Durant just comes back with, I mean, one of, could you debate performance of the year in the playoffs? Like, this might be the best performance we've seen in the playoffs. Yeah, like he, like I'll talk first because I'll be short here. Really, like I'll, I'll be quick. I don't know a lot about basketball. I wrestled, so like I don't know shit really. But like just like purely watching, KD has such a beautiful game. Like it's just so like it's the it's so pretty to watch. It's so fucking clean. Like it's just beautiful. But he's just such a douchebag. And it makes it really tough, but yeah, we we just had that on, and it looked. I like. I was just watching it, like kind of glancing down at it, and just dude just never missed, just never missed. He was just wetter than water, and yeah, it was. So I, was, I yeah, not to cut you off, no, but I as we kind of talked about it a little bit before we got into the podcast, but I don't often tip my cap. To Kevin Durant. In fact, he's probably he's pretty sh- quick right behind Kyrie Irving on my most hated fucking players. You can imagine how I feel about this Nets team. Not good. <laughs> Two of the most. Not good. Throw hard but in there. <laughs> I had every reason to be the biggest fan of Kevin Durant that anyone's ever been. He was such a freak of nature. At Texas, which, as we talked about in the first podcast, is my fucking school. Like, they're my boys, and it was right when, you know, it was right around the time that I had decided Texas was my school, right? Became a, I started becoming a fan. I had this Kevin Durant jersey back before you couldn't even put fucking Durant on the back. It was just number 35 for Texas. But everyone fucking knew. Everyone knew who goddamn Kevin Durant was, and it was cool shit. And then he went to the fucking Thunder. And I remember being young and I played, I was playing my dad in 2K and he was losing the 86, 87 Celtics with Larry Bird. And I decided to use this Oklahoma City Thunder team, this new team that they had just switched from the Sonics. They didn't even have jerseys yet in this 2K. It was all black. There's black jerseys with white words that said Thunder. That's what I used. It was Kevin Durant and their fucking second best player to me at that time. There might have been other players that were actually good but in 2k one that i used was chris wilcox i don't know he had cornrows he had dreads he had something cool something about him he was good he was athletic <laughs> used him i don't know where the fuck this man's at I, i've never heard of him again don't know chris wilcox i think he played for the celtics for like a small period he's a pretty much nobody but i took this team and i took kevin durant and i lit up my dad and i scored my dad with the 86 87 one of the best team ever celtics I beat him with just Kevin Durant. I was such a big fan, such a – he's skinny as fuck. You guys don't know him. Most – you guys might not know me. Probably haven't seen me. I'm super fucking skinny. I love skinny people. That's why I love fucking Adesanya. I absolutely love skinny guys. I had every reason to fucking – he couldn't even bench 185 at the combine. He was the only fucking player in the draft that couldn't bench 185. Couldn't do it. Couldn't fucking do it. He's a fucking weakling. This would, dude had – oh – Get every opportunity for me to just ride his coattails into fucking superstardom. Like, I should have loved this guy. I did love this guy. I was a fan of him when he was at OKC, and he has just found every way, shape, and form to say all the wrong things to show me and prove to me that he's just an absolute bitch that I cannot cheer for. I can't do it. In no way, shape, or form can I fucking cheer for him. He's such a douchebag in every sense of the fucking word. And so it is the hardest thing in the world for me to tip my cap 
to Durant, but Jesus Christ, if that wasn't one of the best performance, like they were down a billion. They had absolutely no one. And this dude's playing like he's at the fucking wreck playing <laughs> against us. <laughs> like, dude, he's fucking just dribbling down the court, not even looking at his teammates and just pulling up because he knows it's going in. Every fucking, like, literally, I think I saw a tweet that it's like, this dude looks like he's playing at Rucker Park, which is like that fucking, yeah. Yeah. that, that classic fucking, video of him just balling yeah. out yeah. fucking Joe's. Where, where all the fucking NBA stars go to fucking play little tournaments in the offseason. They just fucking ball out. They do all the fucking dumbass moves that are too stupid to do in front of their coaches, and they do them in fucking games. And it's cool as shit. And it's just like, that's what this dude was doing. He was just out here gooning while fucking. Nine other dudes watched him goon. Yeah, like he, there are levels to this shit as well, and it was no scary. One was even it, looked like near it, it looked like he knew. It. Like it was like, yeah, no, no, let's go. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like he was so confident in every shot. You're like, yeah, let's just go. Man. The like, worst thing I talk so much shit about how no one has ever came back from Achilles injury like this, and he's just like, he might be better. The dude is insane. Like now, the only thing I will ask you that. Might be an alien. Yeah. But, yeah, he might not might be, be from this planet. No, might be for alien. sure. Like, like if we're like, let's be real. Seven two, the ability to handle and the eye coordination to shoot like that, like that's the touch. Crazy. People will talk about it, but him and Giannis are basically the same person. But KD is just a lot more athletic. Like and can shoot ten. But, times like better. Giannis is just a Jack KD with no shooting or handling or anything like that. Like he just doesn't move as well. <laughs> so yeah, if you like, guys if you guys don't know, Durant put up forty nine points, seventeen rebounds. 10 assists, like a triple-double in a game that his team needed. I I don't know what to say. Like, he had no Kyrie Irving. It was tied 2-2. Two to two. James Harden was playing, but very clearly injured. He was playing, like, he, early season, like Houston. When he was a whole beast. Yeah, Houston yeah. fucking James Harden. Yeah. He was – That Harden. Yeah. That Harden. No, he, was, he, cool, was, he was not good. He went from out to – Doubtful to playing within a 12-hour stretch. It's like he was clearly playing through no. some shit. And he was playing even worse defense than he normally plays, which is incredible. I don't know how that's possible to pull <laughs> off, but he did it. And, yeah, they needed every bit of Kevin Durant's 50. The rest of them were just playing like bums. They were up, what, 20 and a half? Yeah. yeah. The Bucks had that game sealed. I don't know yeah, how no, you they fucking fucked know up. that. All they had to do was not fuck up, and that's exactly what they, they just did. fucking botched it, man. I mean, it, it starts with, and this is – I want to talk to you guys about this, but, like, Giannis low-key refused to play defense. Like, he just wouldn't guard people at the perimeter. See, and he won Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, does anyone know what the fuck – what Defensive Player of the Year refuses to guard people and lets them shoot threes? Does – I oh, just – I don't know. I think C.J. McCollum said it best. He tweeted something out about it, something along the lines of Durant's going for nearly 40, which was at the time. It was like during the third quarter or something. He's like, Giannis is going for 40, and the Defensive Player of the Year don't want to check him, shaking my head, something along those lines. And, like, it's true kind of fucking defensive player of the year the dude put up 50 points in a playoff game in a two to two series like someone had to stop him he was it no one else was beating you he was it and you weren't you didn't even try to check him like it's one thing if you want to defend him and he torches you he still lights you up from three cool bro that happens it's Durant. he's gonna do that he did that to your fucking teammates you didn't even try 
Like, I mean, did, Marcus Smart's guarding him. Yeah. The dude gets the dude gets over twenty points. Marcus Smart is going over to the fucking huddle, and I like I've heard sound bites, and he's telling him, "Coach, let let me let me guard him." Like you, what what competitor? Shit, dude, you fucking put me in that game. As goofy as I, I'm gonna fucking ask to guard him. Like, what competitor is not gonna ask the fucking guard? You have to try to slow him down. You got to try something different than what you're trying right now. You're supposedly the best defender in the fucking league, and you don't even think that you're a reasonable option to try to slow him down? You, just as JT said, you have the exact same body matchup. Literally. Literally, you are both seven foot fucking one, one to seven two. two. Yeah. Absolute freak of natures with ballerina like footwork. Well, I don't understand what, why you wouldn't try to guard him. And if you're not going to try to guard him, who the fuck voted this man defensive player of the year? <laughs> it's voted on by media, right? Like NBA. It has, media. It has to be it, media. It, yeah, media. it has like, to because, be. Because like they care about like just att- attention. That's, they're that's, just trying to make him something that he's not. He's not that good of a defender. He's a, he's a good post defender. He's a clicks guy though. Like, like Giannis is named we'll get some a lot blocks. of clicks now. Yeah. So like, like, so and we're like, talking he, about it before. He's, he's, five guy. he's not a, He's not the fucking five tool. Like he can't play point guard, shooting guard, small forward, all these positions that the media tries to make him out to be. He's, he's a center power forward. Power forward might even be a stretch. Like he plays his best defense when he's guarding centers or power forwards. He's not a good ball handler. No, he's a good ball handler for a center or power forward. Yep. Yep. He should not be running the pick and roll. He's, he's, he should be setting the pick. He makes good passes. He averages like what? Five, four assists per game. He's a good passer for a power forward or center. He does not make the right pass the majority of the time, I'd almost say. Most of his five, four assists come out of passing out of fucking double teams where it's like, if you shoot, you're a fucking moron. Yeah. Pass to the wide open motherfucker standing right behind you. Oh yeah. That's how he gets fucking four or five of those a game. Like that's, that's a lot of his assists. I'm not saying he's not a good passer. He is a good passer for his position. He's not a fucking Jason Kidd. He's not a fucking Steve Nash. Not a Rajon Rondo. Rondo. Shit, he's not a fucking. I'll drink with that. Yeah, drink to Rondo all day. <laughs> yeah, Rondo. He's not a fucking. Hell, he's not even a Kemba Walker. Like he's not. He should. He shouldn't be running your pick and roll. Like they've been trying to make him that for years. And trying to make him this. We can guard one through five. I get violently angry every time I see Giannis at the top of the key with the fucking ball in his hands. <laughs> just, just like trying to read through his fucking like Dude. I don't know what he's trying to do. It's the same. Like yesterday, move. I saw I saw him pull up for a three and then be like, eh, no, 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 no. and then just like put it and fucking pass out of it to fucking middle. Yeah, like, dude. No, you can see the fucking gears grinding and smoking. Like his brain <laughs> doesn't work fast enough to run the point guard role. I don't know why we're trying to force that agenda on him. Let him be the roll man. Let him set the screen on that dude, and let him fucking roll to the rim and throw down a nasty ass oop. Or after you've done that a couple times, he pops, passing the ball. He pump fakes and drives, and he can pass from there if he needs to. Because like I said, he's a good passer for a four or five. He just does not need to be running the offense. I don't know why we're forcing that. I don't think he can successfully run the offense. No, honestly. he can't. We've tried it for what fucking four years now, dude. Yep. Like. I, I honestly don't know if he can be the best player on a championship team. He might be able to, and, like, this year will be a good chance. He's down to, what, the Final Four? Yeah. 
Yeah, if he wins it. this one, he's yeah. going to play the 76ers probably. Yeah, if he, if he makes it out of this round, I guess. But it's like, I, if he is, if he's the best player on championship team, you have to have the perfect big three set around him. And you, one of those big three needs to be a point guard who's handling the ball. Like, I, I don't know how else I can say it. Can I get a beer, buddy? Yeah, Absolutely. run it up. But it's, uh, I just, that's, that's not, I, that's not, you're not playing to his strengths. They're really no, and they've the thing is they've had so many different coaches come through yep, there, and just and all of them have tried to do the same thing. That I it almost leads me to believe that it's like it's upper management that is forcing this agenda on them or something like that. That they're that's the only thing that would make sense because it, it, there's no reason he should be trying to do this much with the ball in his hands. It's not that good with the ball in his hands. His jump shooting isn't good. His fucking passing isn't fucking that good it's wow i just don't I, I don't get it so you brought up a good point about him winning dpoy and that's honestly crazy but like how have we gone four years how has marcus smart been in the league four years and not been on one of the defensive team like does anybody know does do, do we are, are we the only ones that know how good marcus smart is at defense like i, I don't get it i didn't want to bring it up because y'all know my bias, and obviously I think he should be on one of the – a fucking defensive all-team. Even if it's third, I think that would be underselling him. I think that would be shortchanging him, whatever you want to fucking call it. He's never, he's never got one. Dude, he is one. Giannis can't guard one through five. Smart can. 100%. I, and like I said before, there's not a fucking game, a Celtics game that I've ever watched in my life where a dude was putting up fucking 20 plus and just going brazy and Marcus smart didn't fucking guard that man. Didn't at least try to check him. He might've gotten beat Kevin Durant, believe it or not at seven foot one, if he's making his shots can shoot right over six foot four Marcus smart. Like that'll happen all day, but his competitiveness and his pride, he's at least going to try to. And then on pick and rolls, when he gets switched on jo- to fucking Joel Embiid, He's going to fucking guard him, too. And he's not going to fucking switch back. He's going he's gonna to give you – no, I got him. And he's going to beat him. And I'll fucking show highlights of it. It happens. And how he doesn't make a fucking all-defensive team is fucking absurd to me. I think we give it to guys that played good defense when they were young and up-and-comers, and they built their name off that, but they're not playing that good of defense anymore. Jimmy Butler, Paul George – Fucking Kawhi Leonard. I don't – these guys can play really good defense when they try. But these are all dudes that play, like, 40 games a year out of 82. How much? How often do you think they're trying on defense anymore? Not much. Like – Not much. Jimmy Butler, I'll give, at least plays most games a year. But he's also a 25-point-per-game scorer now. That he wasn't that when he first came up. He was a nobody. He was his third-best scorer on his fucking college team. He was built around defense. He learned how to score through his NBA career, and he's pretty good at it. And so he doesn't really focus on defense all that much anymore. Yeah, on a final shot, I'll give him. He'll play probably pretty good defense. He's pretty solid, super athletic. But these guys are not playing defense from starting fucking second to ending fucking buzzer like Marcus Smart is because that's all he has. He's not a good offense player still. He's becoming – decent he's become a passable offensive player but he's not a good offensive player and he never will be 
Like he, that's just not who he is. He's a fucking defensive grinder. That's what he does, and that's what his value is. And we just give it to these guys because of their names. It's just it, it's super frustrating that he doesn't get the respect. I'm sure, honestly, I'm probably more frustrated than he is about it. The whole NBA awards is kind of a fucking joke. Like, it honestly, it's is. just a fucking popularity contest. So, like, what player that we can market the most is is really like can qualify for this award? So, like, for defensive player of the year, you give it to someone boring like Marcus Smart, and I'm not saying he's defensive player of the year, but you give it to someone boring who actually does de- play defense. But you can't sell that because no one cares about you know Rudy Gobert. Those guys like they're it's just flashy. like yeah, they're not flashy. They're not they're not marketable. So, like, the NBA gives these awards and gives these, the like, to people who are marketable, and it's just fucking bullshit. Like, aren't the awards supposed to be a true representation of the league? My my change that I would make, I don't, again, I broke it down a little bit last week on the podcast, but I don't know why fans get a fucking vote. I don't want, know why media gets a fucking vote. Dudes who have never played fucking basketball, they're just watching fucking highlights on Twitter. They're just seeing the coolest shit. They just know the biggest names. Why do they get a vote? Give the vote to the players, the coaches, the GMs, the ones who deal with it, the ones who are in it, the ones who know, the ones who are evaluating it. You want to give votes to scouts? Fine. They at least know what they're fucking looking at. They at least know what they're fucking watching. They know that when James Harden is putting up fucking 40-point triple-doubles with 39 shots, it's not fucking impressive, and it's not winning. It's not winning formula. Give it to those guys. Don't give it to the fucking 12-year-olds. They're like, oh, that's a lot of points. That's a really cool box <laughs> score. This dude made a cool step back for me in 2K. I'm a vote for this guy. There's no reason. It's dumb. It's ridiculous. I don't know who's running this shit, but they're doing it wrong, and I can do it better. Alex Long is my name. Hire me now. Yep. <laughs> There's my pitch to you guys. Oh, but, like, it's just we've gotten so detached from the awards, and it's, like, it's literally just a hype, like, what person that's hyped can we give this award to to continue making money? How can we build this stuff? Yeah. How can we build, like, it's ridiculous. Give it to the guys that deserve, deserve it. it. And if we're going to make these awards bullshit, why are we making their contracts based off these bullshit awards? Yeah. Like, Tatum, like, Tatum is not now able to receive as nearly as much money. It's, like, a significant chunk less. I can't give you guys the exact numbers off the top of my head. But because he didn't make an all-NBA team, which many people would argue he should have, again, over guys like Jimmy Butler and Paul George. Same guys. But these guys that made their names before were shorting these up-and-comers who had better seasons, and now they're going to get paid less. He can't get extended the same. He can't get maxed the same. Who's the fucking other one? There's another one who's getting shafted. Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, oh, my God, Best player on the best fucking team didn't make an all-NBA team. You shitting me. Dude, he's going crazy in the playoffs. Over Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Again. Guys, what did he do this year? Where where is he? I get he was insane. I get it. He was insane last year in the bubble. It's a new year. What did you do this year? What have you done for me this year? It's a this year award. Donovan Mitchell for sure did more than Jimmy Butler this year. You cannot argue me differently with your chest. Same with Paul George. Paul George made an all NBA team. No. You cannot argue me with your chest he did more for his team than fucking Donovan Mitchell. You can't fucking confidently say that. Get the fuck out of my face with that. So what are these All-NBA awards? And why is their fucking pay getting based off that? That's bullshit. The, That's, cool, the cool thing about it is, though, is they're going to be okay, though. 
Like that is like, valid. Like like I, I'm I'm pretty sure we don't need to start a GoFundMe. Like no, we like, don't need like, to start a like, like 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 my, my, my favorite thing on Twitter is seeing like like dudes like like I saw some dudes like really bitching about like like how much money they are losing like going really into it and shit. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you have a negative net worth, sir. Like, like <laughs> you should probably like, like we're worried about yourself. Yeah, yeah. Just, I'm like, I'm like, bro. Like, I think Tatum's gonna pay his bills for month. sure. Like, I, not, like, I think, I think Donovan Mitchell's gonna be all right. And like, that's not what I'm worried about. It, I'm worried it about it's paying st- the dudes who are already drama queens more. Oh yeah. Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, all getting these extra accolades and these extra bonuses and this extra bullshit when they're already they play 40 games a year, guys. We didn't even watch them play. They're so fucking irrelevant. They're princesses. Oh, load management. What the fuck is that? You created that. <laughs> you created your own fucking injury, Kawhi Leonard. Because you fucking felt like it. Oh, because you think you're that good. Dude, it's ridiculous. Let's give these young guys who are playing their hearts out. Let's reward them. That's the way I see it. That's that's the part I'm upset. I'm not worried about him paying his bills or oh, yeah, yeah. anything like that. And I'm not trying to argue you. I know that's how it's coming off a little bit. But it's like, that's why I get so fired up about it. And it's also with, why, why is that in the fucking contract? Yeah. Why is that contractually? Yeah. Why is that the it's, way it's set up? Like, why are, there's no way I'm smarter than the guys at the top running this. They're doing some, they have fucking ulterior, the, there's, there's other shit going on. There's a little bit of politics going on, oh, and yeah. I think that's bullshit in and all. That's yeah. why I get fired. They don't care about. They don't care about basketball. They care about money. Yeah, they like, how like, 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 like they're all very money-driven decisions. Yeah, but, but also they waste a lot of money. Like I've never seen a league like like Luol Deng might be one of the richest people in the world. Like like, and he never <laughs> played. He didn't play for like three years. Like. He, <laughs> Like I've never seen. He didn't play the final four years of a five-year contract. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see the court. He got the paid like a king. Got paid like a king. Got paid the same as LeBron James. <laughs> <laughs> got paid like, more than Donovan Mitchell. Like, they purely money decisions, except for like when it really comes down. To has life. gotten paid more through that contract than Donovan Mitchell and Jason Tatum have made yet so yeah. far through their career. Probably, yeah. Yeah, since neither of their I'm pretty sure, pretty sure if we like crunch some stats, they wouldn't look good for a while. <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay. Speaking of to get us back a little bit on track. Speaking of awards, <laughs> um, uh, they gave Lamelo uh, Rookie of the Year. I know people in Minnesota are really fired up, but I mean, he missed. I mean, is he a deserving candidate? Sure. But he did miss a good chunk of games. I mean, what is your guys' take? Because I think the debate was either Anthony Edwards or yeah. or Lamelo. So, uh, what's your guys' thoughts? My biggest thought here, and it's tough because obviously a lot of other acquisitions and changes are made throughout an off season, especially with this Hornets team. But when you look from what a team was without said player to what a team was with said player. Did the Timberwolves improve? Yes. They were still a bottom three team with and without Anthony Edwards. The Hornets, on the other hand, went from a bottom five team to a, they made the fucking expanded playoffs. So they were a borderline playoff team, whatever you want to call it. They were in the hunt. They were there. They were battling. They were in the thick of the fucking fire. So, and I, I don't think anyone would argue LaMelo was the best player on that team. 
It was amazing. Like with uh, the Terry Rozier was really good. Gordon Hayward, like they were, they were a solid team. But the Wolves have guys like Cat's been talked about as a top ten player for how many years now, and he's spent his entire fucking career in the bottom. Like Anthony Edwards, if he was the rookie of the year, adds a lot to that. And then you get fucking D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. He's a fucking star. He's been a previous all-star. Like, he's a highly paid player. Like, they got dudes there, too. And the difference was the Hornets won. And when it comes down to, I at least my opinion, I winning needs to be taken into it. Like, I, I, I don't give a fuck about these empty stats. I really don't. These empty highlights, yeah, Anthony Edwards dunked over a lot of dudes. But, and I, I mean... A lot of you listeners might not know. I fucking hate Lamelo Ball. I hate the ball. This is not the side I expected to take. <laughs> when like this, if this was brought up, you know, at the start of the season, this I would have blown my mind that I would take this stance. But like I, I do think Lamelo is the rookie of the year. I think he was more important to his team. I think he was more valuable to his team, and I think they gave the award to the right person for the first time and <laughs> ten thousand awards. A, a lot of times, yeah. Then, although I will say. That I do think the MVP was given to the correct person as well. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd, I'd say that this year. Yep. I, I think he was the most valuable to his team throughout the entire season. But the all the NBA for, for the vast for the all yeah, for defensive the vast, teams, yeah, vast oh, majority man. of MVPs are not the most valuable player. How does They're Jason Tatum not make an All NBA team? Like, who else put up fifty fucking points? In a fucking game. Dude, he should have been close to the MVP race. Like, dude, what the fuck are we like? Really? I, like, if we're being realistic, like, I. I'm not trying to be super biased, but yeah, I, he's at least top seven in MVP, and he didn't make an All NBA team. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ, guys, what do you want? Like, part of me loves it because it should just add fuel to the fire. I'm super stoked to see what Tatum we see next year. How he keeps adding stuff to his game, how he keeps getting better is beyond me. But like, let's see it. I I'd, I'd love to see it. And like, I just retweeted a fucking tweet. I think it might have been this morning or yesterday about his fucking defensive highlights. Like the dude's a dog on defense. The dude's a fucking dog on. He has an un. He has a Kevin Durant unblockable shot. Like if he gets going, there's nothing you can do. He has that fucking potential. Plays defense. Super young. He's just got. He got better at his passing this year. Like everything is all trending upwards. It's I, I. Really, the only excuse I could have is what I just said on the rookie of the year award is winning they the team uh, fucking was disappointing and as the leader of the team as the best player on the team as that kind of reflects on him a little bit and so i'm that'd be my only guess yeah that'd be my best guess as to why he didn't make it that it's literally it because every other avenue i drive down as to logic why he shouldn't have made it is just a dead end I definitely, without a doubt, think he was one of the top 15 players in the league. I would argue anyone to the death, and I think I would win that argument. But he's got a lot of time to win a lot more awards. That's the other positive with it, yeah. too. It was like when, when, like, young guys lose out on it, where it's just like, eh, they'll, they'll, they'll catch probably those, like, you know, when they probably don't deserve it awards yeah. there at the end. Yeah, so. yep. for sure. And like like I said, I, I'm excited for the fire that it should stoke him. One of my favorite favorite tweets that I saw someone tweet out was like, damn, Tatum didn't make an all-NBA team. I'm excited for MVP Tatum next year. <laughs> like, every single – he's 
getting shafted all along the way. Should have gotten fucking rookie of the year, but Ben Simmons is still a fucking rookie. <laughs> he didn't win that. Should have fucking won. Should have been an All Star year before he was, but we didn't want to give him that. It was too soon. Said, oh, he's. It was just one fluke postseason. Yeah, is it a fluke still, guys? It was a fucking fluke. He's still only fucking twenty three. J.K. He's still nineteen. <laughs> but I mean, like, single handedly, he beat the Nets, though. Like, dude, they've been trying, everyone's been trying to discount what he's done since his very first rookie season when he went to Game Seven with LeBron in Cleveland. Like, we've been trying to discredit and say everything's been a fluke. Not we, everyone else. The media, the non-Celtics. But like, I I even remember last year, maybe or two years ago, there was a point where I was, you know, hyping up Tatum and JT. I had a talk with me. He was like, dude, because I, I tweeted something about it, how Tatum was like top 15. He's like, do you really think Tatum's top 15? And didn't have an argument about it. Just, you know, he like he said, he's not a huge basketball guy. So he was just, he didn't necessarily agree with it when he first read it. And as I broke it down for him, he was just like, no, you're right. Yeah. He is. And just as the years have gone on, like he's just gotten better and better. And like, I thought he was top 15 back then. I convinced JT that he's top 15 back then. And he's gotten so much better. Like, I don't know what this dude has to do. Uh, yeah, he single-handedly beat the Nets that fucking one game. Yep. But, but fucking With the bum squad. With the bum squad. I remember a fucking tweet halfway through the season of someone, some goofy-ass Sixers fan. It's like, Ben Simmons has a higher uh, – what's it? Most points yeah, scored. Career, oh. Yeah, career points. No, not career. Career Sing, high. Single game. game high, yeah. yeah, single game high than Jason Tatum in points. And then a week after that, Jason Tatum broke that. A week after that, Jason Tatum broke it again. <laughs> and then throughout the rest of the season, Jason Tatum broke it seven more times, including in the playoffs against the Nets. And it's just like, I, dude, this dude's on a different level. I say this all the time. There are levels to this shit. He's so fucking good. And he's so fucking young. And I don't doesn't feel like he's getting his props. It feels like everyone wants to doubt what he's doing and call everything that he's doubting or everything that he's doing a fluke. And then this year, just really fucking catching the shaft. Like like- <laughs> because this year was such a disappointment that you can't argue. There's no, there's really no leg to stand on because they were just such a disappointment as a team that I don't think was his fault. There are so many factors to a fucking successful basketball team and a successful. Let's get Tatum some fucking. Seriously. Let's get Tatum a center. Rob will get him the start. Start his ass. The the thing I didn't even think about, and Al brought it to my eye, was he's like, dude, like, who do you think the Celtics were focusing on in this series? And I was like, oh shit, yeah, like the Nets, you mean? Yeah, the Nets. Did I say Celtics? Yeah. yeah. Who are the Nets focusing against the series against Celtics? And you know, he just pointed out to me that, like, dude, the Nets' game plan was to slow down Tatum. He was the only player that could hurt them. And Tatum single-handedly beat them when he was their defensive focus. He still put up 50. Yeah. When their entire game plan was to stop him from scoring any points at all, he put up 50 and beat them. They physically could not, like, that's the definition of unstoppable. He single-handedly won that game. I mean, you think about it. There's no Jalen Brown, who is incredible this year. Like, he's a perfect, Amazing. He's a perfect combo for Tatum. Like, they have, they have the most important pieces. They have the most important pieces in two stars. They need the fucking role fillers. They need a legitimate fucking center. You need to stop shopping around for these post fucking post their prime 
fillers. We need to either draft one. We need to lock down and give Rob Will the minutes that he deserves. The only thing on Rob Will that I will say is that I see he gets a lot of blocks, but it's because he has to – he puts himself out of position so much with those blocks because he's 6'10". Like, he's not Rudy Gobert seven foot one, seven foot two. Like, he can't block shots by just going straight up like Rudy Gobert does on the first one. They just go for the first pump fake. He can't stay on his feet and just stay straight up. He's got to go for that block, otherwise they can put that up, whereas Rudy can block it from just standing here. And then so on the second one, then Rudy can block that one, whereas Rob can't get to the second one. Like, that, that's the difference between seven foot fucking one and six foot ten. You, know, you don't think like, it's a big deal because it's a couple inches, but the yeah, NBA, it's fucking like, like, huge. I, like, I've, I've started to see it, and I still think he's super, super fucking good. Like, I still think he can be a Clint I've heard a couple inches is huge. He'll be here all week. That was nice. Jacob with the one-liners. You can guarantee. Fresh on bong rest. <laughs> like, literally, hit your bong for Jesus job. But, oh. But, yeah. I just, they need to put on the rest. They need to... And it'll be interesting to see what Brad Stevens does in that role. Yeah, that's unbelievable. But on another note, Al texted me uh, an insane stat. I had no idea. I don't know if you texted me, but you told me about it. And Al, just tell the people, what has Jacob DeGrom done that is just unbelievable if you don't – I like – I just – I yeah, go, go take it away, Al. So, for most – for anyone that doesn't follow baseball, pitchers don't hit very often. They hit once every five games, and they, if they're lucky, they hit twice a game, maybe three times, you know, at somewhere. At, and they don't hit well. They hit once every fucking ten times they come to the plate, if you like average pitcher. Yep. DeGrom this year has hit – he has more RBIs, so he has hit more batters in, has scored more runs for his own team than he has allowed on the mound, which is four. He has six RBIs to four earned runs allowed on the mound. This is the most fucking absurd stat I've ever heard in my life. I, dude, I literally, I can't even put words to like, describe like how fucking crazy that this shit is. This deep into the season, as many innings as he's pitched, like, dude. What the fuck is, that's like. so insane to me. Is he a god? Like, so we were having this talk before we started recording, but, like, if DeGrom doesn't win both MVP and Cy Young, then, like, why are we even allowing pitchers to be in the consideration for MVP? Because- so, yeah, D- DJ asked me, does DeGrom win Cy Young and MVP? And my answer was, if he doesn't, then we need to clarify that pitchers just cannot win MVP. That is the only valid excuse. You know, assuming DeGrom finishes the season, given what he's doing. Or if you cut the season off right now. Yep. If you were to give The season ends away. tomorrow. Like, dude. He's scored more runs for his team as a pitcher. It's not his job. They don't even practice that. Nope. They don't fucking practice batting. Maybe shit. You might do it once a fucking week. If you're lucky, you take one fucking cage session. They don't give a shit about that. They want the spin on your ball. They want your arms fucking nice and loose. They want your velocity up. They don't give a shit what your swing looks like. You're up there to bunt. You're up there to fucking strike out. <laughs> you're up there to not hurt yourself while running to first base. That is your only fucking job. Literally, like it's so used, it's, it's so pointless that we don't have fucking DH in NL yet, but that's another story for another time. But like to go up there as little as you do, be so little of expected of you, and to score more for your team as a pitcher, 
and you've allowed on the mound through how many innings now? Like we're over halfway through the season, right? He's made at least 10. He's made over 10 stars. And so his average is probably, if you underestimate it, six innings, seven innings. So he's thrown at least 70 innings if I'm just spitballing. And I know that's damn close accurate. And he's only allowed four fucking runs. Like that alone. You're telling me that dude's not the most valuable player on his team? You're telling me he's not like, who else could we argue gets the MVP over him? In the NL, no one. Because Acuna's been, oh, he's been okay, but his average is terrible. I just looked at it the other day. Bellinger's been hurt. Other than that, there's no real NL stars that are young that have been popping off. And now in the AL. Also, no one can do the things that he does on both sides. Yep. The only the only other argument you could make is Oatani, but Oatani yep. isn't half the pitcher DeGrom is. Like Oatani's decent at pitching. He's league average, maybe a little mm-hmm. above average league pitching. And he hits he hits really well. He's been well. raking. It's super well. But like DeGrom, if they were to face in like a pitching matchup, DeGrom wins every time. Like DeGrom is so much better. And <laughs> I mean, to be quite frank, small sample size that we've seen, honestly, but if we fucking let DeGrom play a position or DH, who's to say that he can't do what Otani's doing? Yeah. Like, the dude fucking rakes. Like, this isn't a one-year thing. Like, he's raked throughout his career. Yeah, oh, yeah. He's, this is just the best he's done. But, like, he's raked throughout his career. He's a fucking athlete, dude. Like, who's to say that just because that's how we did it here in America – that's just how we do it. Well, we specialize once we get to college. Yep. We're going to specialize. We're going to make you a pitcher. You well, they did thing. it different over there. So who's to say if we did would have if he would have fucking grown up over in Japan that the Grom wouldn't be as good of a hitter as Otani. So it's like just because we're not giving him the same opportunities, like you can't yep. hold that against him. Like when he's at the plate, he's producing just as much, if not better, than Otani is producing at the plate. You know what I mean? Oh, for, and the thing is, it starts with the organization. Like the organization doesn't want their pitchers like focusing on that. Like. It's like, bro, we want you throwing seven innings, giving up no runs. I don't want you. Yeah, I don't yeah, want you. And hit. it's because he's more valuable as a pitcher, like yeah. you said. It's because he's so much better than Otani as a pitcher that they don't want to risk him in the back no, back because it's not, not worth it. Yep. It's not worth it. We can find other guys to hit, that can hit. Put. We can find other guys that can score those RBIs. We don't. We, don't we need, can't we, find a guy. We don't need to risk him, but yeah, we, seven innings to give up four fucking runs. He has like. 30 plus more pitches over 101 miles per hour than anyone else this year. Damn. Like, dude, throws gas. Yeah. His shit fucking cuts Melts, so man. hard. It's so fucking tight. He has stamina. He could fucking he can pitch nine innings and he can pitch fucking 18 innings on a five-day stretch. Let's put it that yep. way. Yep. So he can oh, pitch usually. fucking a full nine games. Give up zero runs. He can give up zero runs. He can take his normal five-day rest. He doesn't need any extra days. And he'll go another nine. Like. Then you bet your sweet ass in the ninth inning, he's still throwing 100 mile an hour. Like, yeah, and he's not losing velocity. Like, the dude is a fucking alien. Like, again, all I can say is if, if he doesn't win the MVP, then that's fine. I'm fine with that. Let's just clarify that pitchers can't win MVP. Yep. Let's say the Cy Young is the pitcher's MVP. That's fine. I get that because batters can't win the Cy Young. Yep. So that's, I, I get that. That's cool. I'm, I'm cool with that. But let, let's clarify that. Let's state that, put it in writing. Let's get it there so that pitchers aren't shooting for that. So we're not, we're not aiming for that anymore. Because was it Verlander the first to win both? MVP? I think so. Yeah. yeah. There, that's there was I, one of them recently. Yeah. I, I thought sure. he I was the, like, yeah. But – 
uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, what DeGrom's doing is insane. So a question here, like, as just a kind of, like, I'm kind of a DeGrom fan. Like, the dude hasn't had any success, like, winning-wise because the Mets fucking suck. But, like, on a personal level, the dude is insane. Like, the dude might be one of the best pitchers. Like, debatably, one of the best pitchers of all time. Like, five for sure. Yeah. Like, do you hope he signed – like, the Mets trade him? Like, the Mets are not making the playoffs, and they trade him to somebody with playoff potential. Like, I'd hate to see him in a Dodger uniform. But, fuck, dude, if he could win a World Series, like, I would, I would be a little okay with it. Now, obviously, I'd prefer he goes anywhere else. Fuck, throw him on the Rays. Like, that would be dope. Like, throw him on the team – with potential to win, Astros are a no. He cannot go to the yeah, Astros. See, Astros my, are a no. My thing on this is that would be cool and all, but a team like the Rays never get players like. Well, the they're God. never going to pay for them. Yeah. No. Well, they, yeah, yeah, they don't. They don't have as much assets and as much money. They don't have enough uh, anything. He'll always if if it becomes a fire sale, if he becomes available, it's going to the highest bidder, and the highest bidder is always yeah, the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, and the big Kahuna's. Yep. I don't want to see him on any of those. No. And. I am a, I don't you could put it closet. Borderline. Yeah, closet Mets fan. Like, playing MLB growing up against my dad. Obviously, my dad was a Cubs fan along with me. That is where I got it from. So, he would always pick the Cubs. I had to find a different team to pick. And so, I used the Mets because I was a child and Jose Reyes was on the cover. Jose! <laughs> and they were a super cool team. They had Luis Castillo. They were yep. super fast. They had Carlos Beltran. Yep. Like, they had power, they had speed, they were a sweet team, and so they were my team to use, and so I, like I said, I've become, I cheer for them, I, I hope success for them, I, anytime they're not playing the Cubs, Cubs are one, Mets are two, and it sucks, because it's both in the NL, I wish young Alex would have been smart enough to the NL team, <laughs> yeah. but I am stupid, we've been through that, so I do cheer for the Mets, and given that, no, there's no part of me that ever wants to see DeGrom traded, he is the only thing that keeps them fucking relevant i thought Syndergaard was going to be a piece of that and he's falling he, he, was, he was just pure speed he doesn't have yep, that's what gas. makes that's what makes the grom good is he has the pitch movement as well and the pitch placement as well Syndergaard was just speed and there was a while where you know when chapman first came into the league yep. where speed blew everyone away like anyone who threw a fucking 99 or above was like whoa the game changer they're, yep. they're immediately your closer yep it's like oh this dude's the next level but now everyone fucking does it. And players have adapted. The hitters yeah. have adapted. Literally everyone does it. DeGrom is a starting pitcher and he's doing it. Fucking. For nine innings. Yeah, throughout an entire game. Nine fucking straight innings. Like, we've got these guys like Jose Martinez. who Is that, that, that the right Carlos. one? Car- Carlos Martinez. Jose Martinez is a hitter. Yeah, yep, that's right. Both that's played the, for the Cardinals, so that's yeah. not on you. Yeah, but he fucking for the Cardinals, throws gas every fucking time. Throws like 101, 102. And they've been hyping this dude up for fucking years, and he can't fucking throw strikes. He's got what's, like a four, what's what's four the five yeah? Years. What's the point? What good is a hundred miles an hour if you don't throw it in the zone? You fucking moron. <laughs> and like Deej said, the, the batters have adapted. Yep. If you're seeing a dude who throws a hundred every other day, it's pretty easy to catch up to a hundred now. Like it's not that big of a deal. The, yeah. Honestly, the ones that cause more problems are the dudes like Kyle Hendricks who throw eighty-eight consistently. Because that's more throwing you off than anything. Yeah. That's that's more out of the normal than the 100-mile-an-hour thrower. But DeGrom is just taking your normal dude who can hit 100 once every 10 pitches, and he's doing it every other pitch. And his breaking stuff and his control and just everything. Like, there, he has no weakness pitching. No. Oh, it's just 
unbelievable, like unheard of. I yeah, I I just I don't know how to explain how Degrom does what he does. Uh, but okay, so we're talking about pitchers, right? Just quickly as we're getting near the end of our time here, the MLB has released an initiative that they're going to crack down on players using foreign substances and foreign substances is such a broad category because the MLB doesn't even know what is a foreign substance. Uh, Like they're still trying to figure that shit out. Um, But they're cracking down on that. And like, my question to you is, is it just part of the game? Like are pitchers just going to cheat? Like, isn't it almost impossible to police? Like, obviously you got to try and like reduce it a little bit. But at some point, like, you just can't stop someone if they're going to cheat because there's so many ways to do it. I mean, what do you think? My comment on that is is definitely you can stop the cheating. And the reason that they cheat, and you guys can't see this because we're on video, but I'm giving the fucking bunny ears behind cheat and foreign substances is they've done that to adapt because I don't know who, what, why, or when – got so fucking fragile that we needed to replace a baseball after every other fucking pitch, but baseball gets scuffed on the fucking dirt. Guys, you play on dirt. It's going to get scuffed on the fucking dirt. I, so I, in my spare time, I also fucking umpire and nothing drives me fucking more nuts than when pitchers ask for new balls. Oh, this one's, this one's got a scuff on it. Can I get a new ball? I pitched my entire fucking career. You know how many times I asked for a new fucking ball? Zero. You know what ball you play catch with every day in practice? A scuffed shitty one. You know what ball you pitch with in practice every fucking day? A scuffed shitty one. So you want to fucking come here in the game and tell me that the reason you're pitching shitty is because of scuffed shitty ball? No. Because that ball is better than every ball you've practiced with. So you're making excuses for yourself. And the fact that we have allowed that excuse to work its way all the way up to the MLB to the point where we're using 100 fucking balls per fucking fucking game. You know how much money they're spending on baseballs? Stop! Go back to the fucking umpires having the fucking bag of five baseballs. You hit it out. Okay. Yep. We'll bring a new one in. And you know what? It'll fucking get scuffed up as we go. You don't need a billion fucking. This one went. The catcher scooped this one out of the dirt. Throw it over. Give it to a fan. No. You don't have to. Keep fucking using it. You play on dirt. It's going to get dirt on it. That scuffing, that dirt is what gives them the fucking grip. As a pitcher, I liked the shitty yeah. balls. I fucking hated the brand new balls because they're slick throw. as shit and you can't get that snap on your fucking curveball. And that is why these motherfuckers use these stick so they can get some snap on their fucking curveball. So it's not fucking cheating in my opinion. That's why I give the fucking bunny ears. It's, they're adapting. That's why guys like Trevor Bauer, Tyler fucking Glasnow, they're all coming out super fucking hard against it because it's not like we're not trying to cheat. We're trying to grab a hold of the slippery fucking ball that you want us to put in this fucking three by Smart, three yeah. fucking box. What the fuck do you want from us? These guys can fucking hit it 792 feet. They're all taking steroids. What the fuck do you want us to do? Like, how do you want us to succeed here? It's not, no. Stop using a billion balls a game and the problem will fix itself. Keep yeah. the umpires with the balls in their fucking pockets. We don't need to throw a new one in every fucking pitch. Keep them, and that way they can police it. That foul ball went over there. Okay, give them this ball from the back. Give the umpire that ball back. Oh, the umpire notices there's some fucking pine tar? Hey, fella, I have some questions. Yep. (laughs) Problem solved. Well, when we're going through 100 balls a game, pretty hard to figure out which ball was cheated and which ball wasn't. Yep. 
And, uh, like, yeah, with your whole pitchers trying to get a grip thing. I mean, last year, Bryce Harper hit a fucking dinger in, like, 30-degree weather, and he broke his fucking bat, and he hit a dinger. And pitchers are trying to pitch against that. Yep. Now, pitchers are insane, and their velocity is insane. But, like, I, it's just – we yeah, we need to quit being so fucking picky about the damn balls because it's, it's – It's never the ball, I promise. Yeah, the ball – Same way when you fucking make an error – and it's you not look, the, yep. you look at your fucking glove. I promise you, there's not a new hole in your glove. You fucking miss the ball. You, yep. you miss this one. You made an error. Every player's done it. <laughs> Suck it up. Move on to the next play. It's not your glove's fault. It's not the ball's fault. It's not your coach's fault. This one's on you, fella. <laughs> yep. Nut up. If you got a five ERA, it's it, if you got a five ERA, it's not the ball's fault for the five ERA. You just fucking suck. Like, oh my gosh. And the MLB does shit like stupid shit on purpose. Like, just yep. irrelevant. Yep. Oh, for like, sure. Like, just, just like, like we can't do shit right. So we're gonna get our name in the public, but we can do shit wrong. And get in the public really well. Yep. So we're just gonna start cracking down on pitchers. Yep. So if you're wondering why Jacob's been so quiet the last little bit, is we've been on a baseball talk, and as Jacob previously disclaimed, baseball's not really his fortitude. Um, I halfway think it's stupid, but we won't get into that. But Jacob wants to throw hands with me and Alex when he's trying to insult baseball. And as much as you guys would love to see me and Alex take Jacob on in a fight, it could happen at some point. I really don't want to rule it out. Uh, It's just not going to happen today. But – yeah, that's why Jacob's been quiet. But when we go to soccer, which we'll never do, and we go to UFC, <laughs> Jacob's got all the answers. I'll NFL, I'll, I'll, NFL. Throw, I'll throw in some important wrestling matches just yep. for like maybe one person, like like that one of a hundred people. One that one person's did. like, I'm really glad you mentioned that fucking Kyle Dake match. Like, I'm really <laughs> glad you did. Like, <laughs> oh shit! All right, well, everybody, we are what we are going to call out on our time. We got some of the topics we wanted to talk about. We didn't get to some. To we'll be get, expected. Yeah, I mean, we're just. We'll save them for next week. Yep. Unfortunately. That way we have less work. Again. That's really what we're doing. Yep. If, if you think we're going away, you're wrong because it, it's very low operating cost for us to do this <laughs> podcast. So, I mean, you're just going to be having to listen to us for weeks. I mean, every week we're just going to be dropping some shit. Uh, if Especially you're... with Pace doing the editing. Yep. Very yeah. Yeah. So we're not. Shout out, Pace. You can cut this out, but I love you for doing this. <laughs> like, thanks, man. Shout I mean, out. It's right in your ears. It might be a little bit too much, too personal, but thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Shout out, quick plug at Coda Capper Pace, uh, the founder of the Coda Sports Cappers Network, which I am a part of. Currently in second place, mini plug in the Capper contest. So let's fucking go. Uh, but other than that, no, another great show from us. And like I said, we'll be back next week, uh, releasing Wednesday. Uh, there might be, we might be doing with my other podcast, we might be doing the trivia contest. So this might actually come to you guys Tuesday. We don't know. Um, but basically next week sometime, this podcast is going to get dropped. Uh, so yeah, follow the high and inside. It's high underscore the letter N and then underscore inside. Uh, we release picks every now and then. If you're wondering why we don't release picks every day, because we don't have a pick every day. Some days you just shouldn't bet. That's that's how it should be. We find the value. Yeah, yeah. We, we find value. So value is not always there. Value. Yep. Vegas is very good at their job. Yep, super good, too good sometimes. What, what we're also, trying I'm not to do is find Vegas <laughs> missing their job. Yep, They're doing bad at their job. So so some days we'll tweet three days in a row, and other days you won't see us for five days. Um, so yeah, lines. Yep, us. yeah. We 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 let the lines decide when we're gonna tweet. 
Uh, so yeah, check out the Heinen side. And then personally, you can follow me at DJLO4422 is my Twitter account. I retweet a lot of my picks that I make for the Coda Sports Capper Contest. Uh, and then Alex and Jacob, what do you got, boys? Uh, you can follow me at AJT, capitalize the F and the JT. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say it. So I'll just go. Mine is at Alex Long zero two. Fair warning. I'm very opinionated. I tweet a lot of garbage. I yeah. Not sure it's a great follow. Feel free to if you want though. What I tweet, if I annoy you, that's on you. Al goes with the quantity method. Yep. He's I'm not. A, he's I'm might a not know. shooter on Twitter. In fact. I often forget I have followers. I really look at it as my own personal diary. I just like to get on there and rant and talk about what I'm thinking about. If anyone wants to interact with me, that's great. And usually it's the same four ugly motherfuckers that interact with me and DJ, Jacob, Josh, and some random other wild card. Whether it be Sue, Pace, anyone else, it's going to be the same four fucking, same four there. So, but you're welcome to follow me at AlexLong02. Yeah, and, and by the way, my follow largely not sports related. A lot of just stupid tweets. But yeah, no, just fair warning there. Jacob has some really good retweets. Like every now and then I'll have to give him respect. I'm just like, dude, that tweet you retweeted, fucking hilarious, bro. Or I mean, yeah. Oh, obviously. I think I'm a fucking hilarious follow. I think we're all hilarious followers. Oh, That's why but, I do follow all three of us. <laughs> and, I wouldn't um, follow you if you were bad. I, was I always <laughs> would. But I'm just giving you guys your fair warning. We tweet a lot of stupid shit. Yes. Mostly stupid shit, but it's funny. It's if, funny if, shit. If you, yeah. if you have a sense of humor, <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast, in fact, you'll probably like it. If you've listened to this far into the podcast, in fact, you'll definitely like our tweets. If you made it this far, you're kind of a dumbass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And we're, we're all stupid, stupider for it. Yep. But yeah. We're dumbasses and you're listening to us. That makes you a dumbass. Yep. By if de facto. <laughs> we dumbasses, you dumbasses. That's just how it works. Uh, but yeah, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your support. Uh, we'll be back next week and stay high inside, y'all. <laughs>